These are the words of the Buddha. One abides suffusing the first direction with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise, the second, then the third, then the fourth, and thus above, below, and all around, and everywhere, in every way, and to all as to oneself. One abides suffusing the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hatred and without ill will. This is a classic description. It's used for all four of the Brahma Viharas. The the words are the same, but uh, compassion or joy or equanimity are substituted for loving kindness. And there really aren't, uh, in meditation, metta instructions in the suttas, the way we often teach it, where we use phrases and uh, a visualization or an image, feeling of metta and this offering, repeating phrases. That's from the commentaries. That's not in the suttas. It comes from the Visuddhimagga. It's one approach. It's one way, and it's very... It's very, can be very effective and powerful. It can also be a challenge for some of us. When I first was introduced to this practice, and really for quite a while, it was very challenging for me to, to do that practice, practice in that way. And... Today I'm going to guide uh, the metta meditation in a, in a different way, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm going to speak a little bit, offer a few possibilities. But there's, I want to suggest that there's room for a lot of creativity and exploration as we look at this way of practicing Look at cultivating these qualities. I know for myself, when I, when I first was introduced to this, I, because I had trouble connecting with that practice, I, I assumed I didn't... Metta was something I'd never experienced. I didn't know what it was. I must not be able. There was some, I was flawed in some way, unable to uh, connect with or, or in any way offer this this feeling that so was something I'd never experienced and, and my, you know, the indications were that I never would from my, my success with the practice at least. I, th- I had this grand idea of metta must be something just really, really special that you know, special people can connect with or feel or, or offer or Something, but there's a two two things that I I find very um, very useful uh, that come from the teachings, and there's one point, uh, one teaching where it says that likens the quality of metta to the feeling one has on seeing someone that is dear, like a dear friend, and the word metta 
is very closely related to the word mitta, which is the word for friend. And I think friendliness is actually a very apt and useful, um, perhaps even um, closer to the, the, the quality of metta than, than perhaps loving kindness, friendliness, loving friendliness, this quality of friendliness, which is a natural well-wishing that arises for us. You know, we, we might think of, of that feeling if we see our friend, see someone who we feel friendly towards, and there's just that natural arising of a, of a feeling of goodwill, of care. It doesn't demand that we or they be perfect. There's a sense that they are someone we, we have a sense of connection and trust to some extent at least. It also is said in, in one of the sort of more technical descriptions of this quality that the proximate cause for this friendliness, this loving friendliness to arise is seeing lovableness in beings. And it's said that its foundation or footing, what it rests on, is seeing with kindness. So these are interesting kind of descriptions that uh, point to kind of a a view or a vision or a way of looking. You know, we're, we're all kind of a mixed package, right? We look at when we look at our own mind and heart and, you know, there's things we like and things we think could stand some improvement and, and we might be able to say that about anyone else we would meet. Qualities that are, are beautiful and, and lovable and things that aren't. But in this practice, with this practice, it's, we're choosing where to look. It's like we're choosing where to put our attention. So... Um, you know, so often we can tend, especially perhaps with ourselves, but often uh, with others, we'll focus on the things that we find not so lovable. And we won't be looking with, through kind eyes, We're looking through critical eyes, maybe especially with ourselves. And, and so we choose to see with eyes of kindness, and we choose to focus on that which is lovable in a being, not pretending that we or, or others are, are perfect or without flaws or that there isn't room for uh, improvement, <laughs> all of that. But we're, we're, not, we're focusing on, on something else at this time in this way. So we make a conscious decision to do this, place our attention there. And it it's actually can be quite powerful to do this, and it can really change the way we see and how we live in the world. We can uh, intentionally create this field of goodwill in this way and the simple quality of friendliness. And friendliness, I think, is, is useful here because, as I mentioned, it doesn't demand perfection or that we or another be without flaws or irritating habits or you know, stuff that's not so great. But we're choosing to look at what is actually lovable. It is said that all of these practices, meditation practices, practices, whether it's insight meditation or these Brahma-vihara practices that we offer at this time of day, they're said to be practices of purification. And the path of insight is, been, is called the path of purification. And metta and the Brahma-viharas especially 
have this uh, this uh, effect of of purifying the mind and heart, and and purification is is often not that beautiful and uh, sometimes difficult. Doesn't look so great, and so often we'll do metta practice, and everything but metta is what we get to see. And when I was first doing this practice, I just had I had to sit there and be aware of hating. And I might, for the entire guided meditation, be I had to drop that and just note hating. I hated everything. I hated the teacher and the sound of their voice and all the stupid things they were saying and everybody in the room and myself probably above all, you know, just... And that doesn't... that can be disappointing to us if we're trying to, you know... (laughs) supposed to be here abiding in loving kindness and I just hate everything. And, um, you know, yeah, it can be kind of, well, hmm, I'm not sure this is meant to... So, but we can't force it. So I, wanna, I want to make sure that we all have in our minds that we have the vipassana practice as a fallback. Anytime where you're here for one of these guided meditations or, or other times when you're, you're doing the practice and this is what comes up. What comes up is, is not beautiful and it's nothing even remotely like loving kindness. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or that it's a bad practice or that you are, you know, an awful being because these things are coming up. This, this is part of what happens at times. And so just to bear that in mind that that may, may be what's required. And, you know, if you're sitting there, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may I be... And, and your mind is just saying, no, I hate everything. I don't want anybody, you know, if your mind is screaming no and you're trying to generate these phrases, there's, there's a bit of a disconnect there that one should be mindful of. So you may need to drop it. And may you all be filled with love and light. I hope it is true. May it be so, but in the event that that's not your experience all the time, you, you can have this as a fallback position. Hmm. So I'm going to guide the meditation in a bit of a different way, and I hope it's not confusing for you, but we have some days and some time here, and I just want to um, offer another possibility today. And this is a, a way of guiding metta that I adapted from some uh, meditations that uh, were developed or, or offered by a teacher named Lama John Makransky. And um, this, this is not, I don't want to implicate him in any way other than to say that I, I've based this on, on his teachings and I want to acknowledge that, but do not judge him based on what I do today. <laughs> And his things are available online, and they're quite lovely. And he has us uh, uh, some meditations, uh, particularly perhaps with compassion, that are available. And uh, he's a, a very uh, well-known and respected teacher, more in the Tibetan tradition. So we'll begin the uh, meditation now, 
And uh, as, we, as we get ready here, please uh, make the body as comfortable as you can. Find as much comfort. Uh, you may even, I don't know if there's any open chairs, but if you wish to switch to a chair, that's fine. But whatever, um, I think there are some empty ones. Whatever you might do, whether you're sitting in a chair on the floor, uh, look for some ease in the body. You can allow the eyes to gently close. They can stay open. This can be a sleepy time of day. That's okay. You can sleep through this whole thing, and that's fine with me. But if you'd like to try to stay awake, opening the eyes can help if, that's, if it feels sleepy. And bring the words into your, into your mind if you'd like. Just simple words. Relax the body and relax the mind. And whisper these words to yourself. Relax the body. Relax the mind. Just once or twice. Let it go. And settle into really the, the simple presence in, the, in a very easeful way. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to try to focus the mind or or anything. Just sitting here, being a living being this afternoon. Notice how the body is right now. Feeling of the posture and Just let it rest, earth resting on earth. Get a sense for what the mind is like now. Maybe a mood there, you might be sleepy or awake, dull or bright, or I feel grumpy or just not in the mood for this. I'd be interested to see what's coming. doesn't matter. You don't have to try to have it be some way that it isn't. Just getting a sense for the quality of the mind, quality of the body, letting them be just as they are. So in this moment, there's nothing to do, nothing to change or fix, no practice, no one to be. Just simple sitting. And if if there Maybe a person or or a being, not necessarily a human. Someone perhaps you've been working with in the last couple of days who falls into the category of, of an easy being or if the word or idea of benefactor has been meaningful to you or someone who's just dear and your relationship with them is uncomplicated 
and you have the sense that they wish you well. You know that, that they've held you with kindness in their hearts. They want you to be happy and safe and at ease. And it could be someone from your past that you liked to be near when you were young, maybe a grandparent or someone like that. It's okay if they're no longer alive, that's okay. Very, very dear friend, perhaps a pet, you know, they, they see you, they wag their tail or they rub up against you and purr. You can even make one up. There's a teacher named Ajahn Brahm. He's a monk in the Thai forest tradition. When he practices metta, he starts with an imaginary kitten. Now, Fajan Brahm, who's highly respected, written many books, you know, he's been a monk for ages. If he can work with an imaginary kitten, we have a lot of leeway here. <laughs> Perhaps there's an animal that you really like, this particular kind of animal, and you can imagine them, that they know you love them and they love you back. Something there, it feels good to be in the presence of this being or, or beings. You can assemble a little group and you don't have to worry about keeping an image or keeping them there and having the image just stay steady. They can come and go. Bring, bring these beings who are personal and, and in your life in some way or, or personal in that you've created them in your mind at this time and one or more. And if you'd like, you can also add in um, being or beings who are more kind of a, fall into the realm of a spiritual benefactor or a spiritual uh, friend, maybe more archetypal, but who somehow maybe embody some kind of sort of stable and impartial qualities of care, kindness, of love. And you know, sometimes I think of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who seems to hold everyone in this field of care. He seems to just seems to be just be kind of how he is. And I've there are, are beings other beings who I've met. There's a an old monk who died just a couple of months ago at the age of 99 that I used to visit in Burma. And I called him the Happy Sayadaw. He'd been in robes for 87 years. <laughs> the happiest being I've ever met. So light. He liked to gesture with his arms and laugh a lot. And it was worth it to me to fly to Burma just to sit with him for a while. and Just this easy, caring, presence. didn't wasn't personal. Or maybe Jesus or the Buddha or Deepama may have heard or read about stories of Deepama. People said being around her was just like being bathed with, with metta, 
like the moon, like moonlight bathing. If, if any of these kinds of beings perhaps come into your mind, you can put them there with your personal <coughs> dear ones, benefactor. And sit comfortably, relaxed, at ease. Eyes can be slightly open or closed, allowing these beings to arise. They may arise and pass. And then maybe it's just a feeling, not even an image. But have the sense that they are wishing you well. They just want you to be at ease. Just because you're a living being, and the ones who know you because they care for you. They don't ask you anything of you. They just want you to be well and happy and safe. And you can imagine them saying these words to you, if that's a good way, if that helps you to connect, or you can just feel it's as though they're, as though that quality of friendliness is, is washing over you like light or a soft breeze on a warm day or a warm breeze on a cool day, like sunlight or a gentle rain of care and kindness. It's like just this energy. And words can accompany that or not, like a warm shower. And let it kind of wash over, wash through you, bathe your body and mind. Like a tender kind of radiance or a gentle, maybe almost like a healing kind of energy. And it will come and go. You can reconnect and begin again with this. I just wish you to be well. And if the only time you can connect with it is when I'm speaking and creating images for you, that's fine. You can just sit quietly in between. And if other things come up, that's okay too. So it doesn't matter what you think about yourself, who you think you are, or anything that you think you're deserving of or not. That's it's not important now. If those thoughts arise, just let them be bathed with this radiance, this healing radiance of care, kindness. Just trust this wish that they have for you more than self-limiting thoughts that might arise, or judgmental thoughts. 
And let this wash over and through you and into you. Invite ease and relaxation into the body and mind. An image that is that I like when doing this kind of practice, you know how if you, sometimes you'll see an animal, a dog or a cat, or, or other animals, when it's cool, but they find a place in the sun and they curl up and, and they lie and they just bask in that sunlight, just soak in it. It's like that. You're just letting it soak in like warm rays on a cool day. And if you lose the thread of this, or it starts to feel vague, or lacking in connection or energy, just come back to feeling the body sitting, feeling the mind and how it is. See if an image or felt sense of one or more of these beings can come back into your mind, into your heart feeling or an image. Just start again. They wish you well. They wish you to be at ease, to be peaceful. They wish that you always have kindness and care in your life. And it may be that there's a feeling of wishing to offer back, perhaps the feeling of care or friendliness in relation to one or another of these beings arises and and there's the feeling of wishing them well. That's fine, you can have it be a circle or a cycle of sending and receiving. You can let it flow out, flow out like light, like a soft breeze.
You can also add your own wishes for yourself to those that may be coming from one or another of these beings. May I be happy and safe. May I be free of trouble and worry. May there always be kindness for me. Words of your own. Or wordlessly, adding your own wishes to the wishes that these, these beings are offering you this care, kindness, You might also find that you can open to the wishes of well-being and care that are coming from all those beings around the world who are practicing metta right now. It's a very, very common practice. Right now, someone is sending metta to all beings, not just one person, all over. Lots of them, probably some even just right in Woodacre. Maybe somebody you know is doing metta for all beings. And, and just because they're living beings, whatever living beings there may be, that's who they're offering it to. You can let that in if you get a sense of that. It's the same kind of radiation, like light spreading out. All around, in all these different countries, people are, are doing this practice. They're offering it fully and, and open-heartedly to all beings. They're not saying, may all beings accept that person on retreat and spirit rock. <laughs> Everyone but them. It's not like that. You're in there too. <laughs> Let it in.
recollecting the attention once more with a perhaps an image or a feeling of one or more of these beings. Connecting with their wish for your ease and happiness. Those who are personal and those who are more more archetypal, more spiritual teachers, benefactors. And let that wish wash over and through you, bathing your body and mind like light, like a soft radiance. Just wishing you well. Wishing that you be at ease, be safe and happy, untroubled in your mind, easy in your body. Soak in this gentle healing radiance. Now for the last few minutes of this period of meditation together, just drop, slowly start to drop any doing, any images, any receiving or sending or trying to do a practice. Let it all drift away, float away of any attempts to try anything or do anything at all. Just let it go. Just be a living being, just sitting here the mind and heart, body, just as they are. Nothing you have to do about them. You don't have to fix them or change them. You don't have to be different than you are. You don't have to be good. Just let yourself be just as you are right now. Nothing to do and no one to be. No frames of reference of any kind at all. 
not pushing anything away, but not doing anything at all. Just this, just this, like this. No meditation, no one meditating.
thank you for your practice this afternoon. And uh, I think what. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.